Yeah, okay, so let's get started. Okay, so, okay, so we're gonna see, I was just gonna say some uh, very interesting things. Where are we? What page are we? We are on. Shin Pei Zion, I think, at the top. Yeah. Shin Pei Zion, the top. But the truth is that we have to start again from Shin Pei Vov, section Dalit, because that's where that's where everything starts. And uh, I have to appreciate what he's saying there. And perhaps last week we didn't uh, get to the bottom and get to really appreciate the... Uh, the direction that he's going in. So let's start again from uh, Shinpei Vov, uh, section Dalit. Tchias HaMesim Melamedet al Chachzarat HaChiyut Lo'olam Kula. Okay, so this is going to be a very, very, I mean, this is the theme of what's coming up for the next, uh, the next uh, pages until the end of this year when there's you know, a number of pages where have about six more pages left. So this is going to be the main theme that Tchias Hamesim Lamedes Alachzarat Achiyut LeOlam Kulo. He's going to take Tchias Hamesim out of the realm of the uh, what we've been thinking about or how we normally think about it as something that happens to the individual. Okay? Person dies and he has a neshama and the neshama is going to be reunited with the goof. Our Moshe is going in a mahalach which is much more far-reaching than that. It's going to be, he's talking about giving life, uh, or returning uh, to life, or returning chiyut, uh, life itself, to the whole world. Now, the world is lacking life, and the world will be given life. And that's and that's what happens with Chiyas HaMesim. Okay, so B'Tshuvat Shela Zot. Remember, we had the, <laughs> the question of the, uh, the Sefer Ikrim of uh, Yosef Albo, Right, who wondered why is this an Iker? Right? And then we asked the question, the other question that we had was, why is the world, why did Kodesh Baruch create a world that never really uh, lived up to its expectations? Kodesh Baruch created a world, and what we got is a kind of a messed up right, situation, which for Kodesh Baruch is not what we would expect. We would expect Frankly Baruchel to create perfection. And here the world has known very, very few you know, intervals of interludes of, perfe of perfection. So so now we're going to see that Tchiesa Mesim is something which affects everything. And let's see how we how we explain that. The answer to this question, we have the Amuna and Chiasam Esim, the answer to the question of why I think so messed up. That's a big statement. It makes everything fit in together. Everything. But the truth is that the world as it appears is not the goal. It's right. And it's impossible to assume that this is what a Baruch Hu wanted. Can't be that the world was created in a way which is inherently 
uh, uh, I don't know, whatever, uh, uh, spoiled or ruined or uh, imperfect. Because what does it look like? It looks like the world, let's say you, let's say you, uh, you manufacture something and you decided that, no, oh, this run is, is bad, right? Uh, you printed a book and there's mistakes in it. So you got to throw it out and you got to start over again and correct the mistakes. That's, that's not the way that a Baruch Hu works. Baruch Hu, right, is capable and certainly created a world which is intended to be perfect. Again, is the renewal of the entire world. The whole world as it exists exists in a state of imperfection, everything that exists, and it's a state, exists in a state of imperfection, and what's going to happen with Tchiyas HaMesim, the belief in Tchiyas HaMesim is that all of the imperfections are going to actually wind up, or we'll see, are seeds for a future perfection. Right? Chetis HaMesim is going to fix everything, right? Everything that happened in the world until Chetis HaMesim. Every you know, fragment of anything that was done, any any anything that was in the world, Yachzor Lechiyuto Hashleimah will become, will return to its full aliveness. And will ultimately be part of that olam hashalem, that perfect world, which is the true, the true goal, the true purpose. Okay. So, where the, where the, the meaning of the life that Chiyas HaMesim will reveal, everything that ever was is part of the reality of the world. Whereas anything that came into existence came into existence in order to exist forever. The fact that the material world that we know doesn't exist forever is as we will see, a result of the sin of Adam Arishon and of the other sins, which did not allow the Geula to happen, and and so so that so that's the reason that there are things that in the world that will come to it that come to an end, right? because but Chiyas Hamesim is going to say that anything that came into existence came into existence, right? Not only human beings, but came into existence in order to to, to live forever, to, in order to exist forever. And and Mesim is going to restore that life to whatever existed. Right. It is something which is alive and doesn't get used up, it doesn't become to an end. It's Hamavet. 
death as it appears to us. We shouldn't think of death as being something which affects negatively right, what, what human life looks like. Right. Death right, creates a general situation in the world. Everything, everything right, is, comes to an end and is removed, right? exits the scene. But when the way the life is supposed to be, Everything is supposed to be joined together to the right to the general to the to life right to this, right, that God that God gives to the world. Right? exists, right? and it's alive and 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 and, and exists forever. Right? That's what we have to understand is the is what happened with hate is that the whole world was reduced from a state of being truly alive to a state of being right, su subject to death. Okay. Okay. That's, that's what we have to understand. Okay. The Amun of Tchias Amesim teaches us Shebuchol Hamon Briot Lein Tachlit. All of the multitude of creations Lein Tachlit, which are right, without limit, Meas Hayot Adam Al Aretz Vatsof Kol Adarot, from the beginning of creation to the end, Ein Afilu Pula Achat Sheyatzal Vatala. Nothing happened for naught. Hakori Borchu Barachayim, Nashvut Chayim Shekol Pula Naseit Eino Kalav Lotama. Chayim means that something is it lives and it doesn't end. It joins together all the other things. There is a Kodesh who creates and creates, and everything it's like it's it's, it's cumulative. We, we we're used to thinking the world as it says Dor One generation goes, and the next generation comes. We're used to seeing the world as you know successive. Right? One thing, ha things happen after the other. We're not used to thinking of the world as being the cumulative effect of everything that exists in the world. Well, it, right, well, all part of existence, and nothing that ever existed should ever end up non-existent. Right? That's not the way it's supposed to be. Everything that's, that exists is supposed to become part of this general you know, concept of this 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 life. That a Baruch Hu gives, and it's supposed to be that, that, that way forever. Viyacharim kol prat uprat, together with every detail, mikol apulot shenasot bebriot nosrot hashlemut. Everything that comes together, right? This is what's going to create the perfect the, the shlemut. Okay, that's the. That, this is the program that Ramesh is setting up for us, and now he's going to explain where the, what the sources of this are. Where, where did he get it from? You know, where, where, where's the, where, the, where the Chazal, where the Midrashim that indicate that this is really what Chiasamesim is all about on the deeper level. Right? The deeper level is reclaiming everything for eternal life, not just, oh, you know, Plony was a, was a tzaddik or, or lived a good life, so therefore 
his sakhar will be that he will have that, that he'll come back and live again. Okay, they were reaching a much more fundamental point. Okay, let's see what let's okay. This we read already once before well, so far, and now let's see how we how we develop the idea. B'midrash Rabba meviat a pasuk hamesayim et shirat hazinu v'lo mevi menu et tochen tchiat hametim. What's the, what is what is Tchias Amesim all about? So the Pasuk says in Shiraz Hazinum, at the end of Shiraz Hazinum, Ani Amit Vachaye Machatsti Vani Erpa. I will put to death Vachaye and I will give life. Machatsti, I have smitten, let's call it, right? Machatz, right? and I will heal. That's, that's what the Pesach says. The medicine of Daik, it doesn't say, he casey, I will, I have, I have hit, Ella Machatzti. Okay, what is the what is the significance of the word machatsti? Again, the word we use the word machatz is as a is a quick blow, right? right? Machatz is a is a severe and you know, lethal blow. Okay, that's a strong a strong a strong makat is a machatz. So ekati enktivkan ela machatsti. So. Chazal Darshan from the word machatsti, it's related to the word mechitza. Mechitza she asiti bein ha'elyonim latachtonim. That mechitza, the barrier that I have created between the upper world and the lower world. She ha'elyonim kayamin. Things that are in the world of the elyonim, they last forever. There's no death. Tachtonim have death, experience death. But there's no, not going to be death at all. The Pesach is going to, death is going to be completely gotten rid of forever. Amar of Abba, Afota Mechitza, so that mechitza, that barrier, that division that exists between the world of the Elyonim and the world of the Tachtonim, right, which is indeed a kind of makkah, right, right, something that needs to be healed. So Hashem says, machatsti, I created this mechitza between the Elyonim and Elyonim, vanirpa, and I will heal it. Machatsti mechitzato ani erpa. That's what I'm going to heal. The mechitza. The Ramosha, that's that's the medrash, that's the lotion of the medrash. Says Ramosha, what does this mean? Hamechitza malima mastirat hachayim elyonim. This mechitza hides, conceals the chayim elyonim, the life in the true life that exists right, in a world which is not limited. In the world of the Elyonim, which is not limited to the physical, 
So that's where life is, and that's, but that's something which we can't experience because we live on the other side of the mechitza, right? We live on the side of the mechitza, right? So the mechitza, what does it do? V'sogeret et ha'olam shelamata betoch gvulo. It closes the lower world inside its boundaries. It doesn't allow us to get beyond the limitations of the physical reality that we experience. This is the place where what rules, what, what prevails, is destruction and death. This is why people, why there is death. That mechitza is the cause of death, because if there wouldn't be a mechitza, so then the tachtonim would also be able to connect with the chayim of the alyonim. Why can't we have some kind of, why, why don't we benefit from or live or experience that kind of chayim of the alyonim? Only because HaKadosh Baruch Hu right, placed the mechitza right, and says, you got to stay on the bottom and you can't break through to the top. And this mechitza is spread over all of creation. In other words, everything that's in creation, right, Moshe, Rav Moshe is saying, is, that is part of, is, is subject to this mechitza. It's not only human beings, everything. Lorak, as he says, it's not something which only divides between a person's body and his life, his life. His, is chiyut, right? Is life force. El hisiba kol kilkul v'tzimtzum. It's the cause of any kind of kilkul, any kind of thing which is ruined, or tzimtzum, or limited, or something which is placed in in, in the straitjacket of of the existence of this world. Sham tzricha lachul harufua. So the rufua has to be, and the whole mechitza. The mechitza is what creates the, the, the separation right, between the alyonim and the tachnonim. That's the cause of all destruction in the world. That's the cause of all right, the uh, finiteness of the, of, and, and, and death that, 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 we, that we have in, in, in this world. Right? It doesn't, that's what doesn't allow the forces of Nitzchiyus life to penetrate into this world, right? and therefore, the healing process, when it says, the healing process has to be to heal the mechitza. That is to basically right, get rid of the mechitza, because the mechitza is the source of all sickness, the mechitza is the source of all, of all kilkul. Right? Another pasuk in Yeshayahu, the maka that Akash Baruch Hu, right, created, right, that he that he inflicted upon the world, right, when he went with, with the sin of Adam Rishon, Shenemar, the pasuk says, shever amo, the day that Akash Baruch Hu will, will will bandage, will heal. Right? The, the breaking of his nation, right? and the, the machatz, that same word that we've been doing, where the blow, that's that strong, higher blow, right? 
Okay. The beginning of the pasuk is a as a big as the pasuk is a pasuk, is a, a prophecy about what's going to be at the end of days. I just read the beginning of the pasuk. The pasuk in Yeshayahu reads, "Vehaya ora uvanako ora chama, veora chama yeshivatayim ko orshivatayamin." It describes the light, the light that's going to be, that the light of the moon is going to be as great, great as the light of the, as the sun is today, and the light of the sun will be seven times greater. It will be like the light of the seven days of creation. Those are the lights that we've been talking about. And then it says, the Apostle concludes, B'yom chavosh Hashem et shevramo umachatz makato yirpa. That's the Kavar who's going to heal that maka, and that's going to be the, uh, that's, that's what is going to be what is this mechitza? It separates the thing and its life force. The life force is like put into the geniza. It's put in. It's it's put away. And it can no longer have any effect or be revealed. And the goof is going to come to an end and be completely destroyed. That's what the Mechitza does. The Mechitza says that you don't have that life. That life is going to be right, taken away from the goof and it's going to sort of like be pulled back, going to be recalled into, the, into its, its original place. That that mechitza, that's exactly what Akash Baruch Hu is going to heal. And that right, inner life force will come back to illuminate right, the kelim gashmir, the physical, the physical kelim. Anything that, that ever existed will come back to be part of that of that, uh, uh, that, that, that whole uh, reality of existence. This is the healing of the Mechitza, Shehu Sod Tchias HaMesim. Where do we see this? Where do we see the relationship between this and Tchias HaMesim? So we're not done yet. The Gemara, Darashumi, Pasuk Zet, Tchias HaMesim. Because this is a Pasuk which the Chazal used for Chamesim. Rava Rami, right? Rava asked the contradiction. Ksiv aniyamis vachaye. Ksiv achrav, and it says afterwards, machatsti vanierpa. There's two psukim, two phrases, one after the other. Aniyamis vachaye, machatsti vanierpa. So Rava asked the Kasha. Hashto achuye machaye. If a Kriyborchu gives life, merape lo kolshke. It's like, you know, you, you told me already the bigger Kiddush. You told me that Kosh Baruch can give life. So Kalvu Chomer, he can, he can heal. So why, you know, normally would say, you know, first you say the smaller Kiddush, and then you say the bigger Kiddush. Right? But here we have a situation which says, Lo zu avzu, uh, that's normally, Lo zu avzu. Here we have Zu vein tzarech lomar. So once you've given me the, the, uh, the, the maximum, so what else is there left to say? Elo, Amar HaKadosh Baruch Hu, Ma she'ani me'mit, Ani mechaye. Kemo, machatzti v'ani erpa. What does that mean? Second. 
Don't interpret this. You could interpret the Bosik, right? Ani amitvachaya, two different things, right? That I put to death and I and I give life, but not that I give life to that which I have already put to death, right? So, you know, don't say that. That amitvachaya doesn't mean that the meitim are chayim. No. Elo ani amit et hameitim. Elo, no. What, what what should you say? It's all part of what we shouldn't say. But what would, what what would one be tempted to say? Elo ani amit et hameitim. Those who need to die, I will cause their death. And those who need to lead, I will leave, live, I will feed and provide their sustenance. And I will create new, new generations. In other words, that's what you might think. That there's death on the one hand, and there's life on the other hand. No. That's why the Torah wrote the next verse. Right? Rufua only comes after something has been hit, after something has been been struck, 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 right? Stricken, right? Rufua only happens after something has been stricken, right? So therefore, so the life is going to be the life which I have which I put to death. Just like the refua is the refua for the machatsti, so therefore also the life is the life for the mate, for the mita. So therefore don't think that it means that there's two separate things. No, what it really means is Okay, this is a drasha, the chazal, right, darshan for tchiyas ha-mesim in Torah. There's the, this juxtaposition of the of the uh, with the pasuk, with the with the with the phrase machasi vanirva, muvuar. So the Moshe says, what do we see from this? Shebemila machasi vanirpa, haTorah megala etochan haikar sheltchias amazing. This is because now you know it's no accident that the machasi right. Uses the word mechitza. Okay, there is this is tchias amesim. Tchias amesim is right that 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 teaches us that there is going to be a tchias amesim. There's a teaches us the nature of the of the aniyamit vechaya. Right. So machatzti vaniarpa. So what is it? What refua is there in tchias amesim? It's exactly the refua the refua of the mechitza, the refua of the of the machatzti. Ha'ikar, this ikar of Trias Amesim. I want to get down to what are we talking about? The last three months we were talking about Trias Amesim. Ha'ikar osek be'etzem ha'mechitza she'bein ha'oyonim ha'tachtonim. Right? The whole point of Trias Amesim is to treat that mechitza which exists between the oyonim and the ta'chtonim. Hu zot she'tzricha refuah. This, he zot, excuse me. This is what requires refuah. The refuah is something which takes effect on the mechitza. Right? That if we 
if we are able to be to heal this mechitza, that means that the illumination from above will be chal b'chol ha'olam mimekor ha'chayut lemekableha. From the source of, of life to those who are mekabel, the source of life. That's what's going to happen. Lamadno. So what have we learned so far? Isn't something which the whole thing is okay, people are going to come to life. It's something that spreads over everything. Anything that was included in the, you know, the Yonim is, but uh, that has a relationship between Yonim and Zechonim. So its value, its worth, what, what it really is, right, went down. Right? Right? And when the Mechitza is healed, then we will have the Olam HaShalem, which is going to be removal of all the mechitza and bring life to everything that exists in the world. Okay. Atkan Chelek Aleph of Ramosha's presentation. Okay, now he's going to go into a little bit of a drash, right, and showing that drash. He's going to show how, in the next sections, he's going to show how this is connected to Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim. Okay. okay. So we're, we're, we're being osik in the parashas of Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim. So it'll be something which will show how Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim is really the beginning of this process. And the, from Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim is the beginning of right, the ultimate process of the Geula, right, which won't happen until everything is completed. Right? But at Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim, already we begin to get a taste of, of how things will be. Okay, so that's that's those are the next sections. But here, right here, Ramesh is giving us, I think, something that we haven't seen before. Uh, when I was when he's talking about where where how does the Tchias fit into the whole picture, right? We're talking here about the fact that Tchias is a removal of the mechitza that exists between the Elyonim and the Tachtonim, right, which doesn't allow for uh, eternal life in this in this finite world, right? For anything, right? So everything that comes into existence, right, right, lives, right, flourishes, decays, and dies. That's the way. Right? That, that's the cycle of of existence. Right? What with the mechitza, but if there's no mechitza, so then everything will just live and live and live and grow and grow and grow, right? Just and everything will be like one big, you know, one, one big existence of everything. Right? Imagine you have a garden, and instead of your flowers dying every year, or your your, your trees uh, eventually coming to an end, or your whatever whatever it is you're planting, right? Just grow. Everything grows and grows, right? And there's no reason for it to stop growing. So this is going to be the removal of the mechitza. Okay. Anybody have a comment, question, statement, answer? 
Okay. Well, I'm, yeah. I'm thinking, uh, where does the personal uh, person's choice play into this? I mean, we're talking in very general terms about all creation and gotten very far from a, a person's choice. Yeah. So, so, you know, it's a little bit, the question I think was asked uh, last week also, I think Yaakov uh, asked the question last week. Um, um, I gave an answer, which I'm not sure was the right answer. Yaakov liked the answer. I'm not sure that uh, that I like mm -hmm. the answer. Um, but, um, the answer that I gave last week was that uh, that human beings are the only creations that can can we, we can move ourselves out of existence. That's what I said last week. Right, by, by exercising our free will and not living in accordance with HaKadosh Baruch Hu's will, so then we uproot our existence. Right, that's what I said. Meaning, everything else, no, 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 no other beings in the world have free choice. Not the angels above and not the animals below. Right? So in Mela, they're all they're all living 100% in accordance with HaKadosh Baruch Hu's will. So that's Akkadi Baruch Hu created them, and He created them to exist forever. Akkadi Baruch Hu created us to exist forever, but on condition, right? on condition that we right, live according to His will. Right? We, we we accept His His malchus, and we accept it. Right? And so, if we right, don't live up to it, so then we have that awesome uh, power to to uproot. Our existence—that's the key of chorus. That's the key of, of that's that's what I said. That's that's the answer that I can give you right. right? So that's uh, yeah, it's a very far-reaching answer. It means that uh, you know that we we can we can kind of wish ourselves out of existence or you know, or, or behave ourselves out of existence, um, right? And that, so. Okay. I mean that's what you know. That's what I believe. You know that's what I you know that's what we say. You know, Hashem Echad. Right? That means that all is one, and every, everything that exists exists only in you know only in according to His will. And we have the that power to create an existence outside of His will, right? which is really a non-existence, which is really a shadow existence, right? And then. Baruch will say, okay, that's the way you chose to live uh, outside of my will. So then you chose to not exist because everything that exists is, according, is an expression of my will. So you chose not to exist. Okay. Anyway, that's what that's what I can say. You know, Maybe that's the truth. Yeah. Okay, let's go move a little bit onwards. Okay. Yitzias Mitzrayim v'chodesh ha'aviv Hamiyatseg et hathalat hatsmicha. Okay. So now we're going to talk about Yitzias Mitzrayim, a dafka bechodesh aviv, which which is this week's parsha, right? Chodesh is elachem, right? Which is the mitzvah of Kiddush Chodesh, the mitzvah of Ibrushanim. So very timely that we're going to be learning about the chodesh aviv and then the pasuk at the end of the parsha. Ayomatem Yotzim B'chodesh Aviv. We're mostly going to quote that pasuk. This week's parsha is the parsha to discuss what Yitzias Mitzrayim is 
And Ramesh is going to try to show what the concept of Aviv is, why it's so, such a central part of the whole story of Yitzhak Mitzrayim. And, and of course, the season, which we call spring, is the growth. That's when things start popping up or start, start coming into their growth. Okay, so let's see what we can do here. Hachet hevi mavet lo'olam. Umeaz ain't simcha shleima bo'olam. There can't be a whole simcha, complete simcha in this world. Kedere chazal she'eveinu yismach Hashem Guy wants to be happy in this world, so then you got to go and, and have a drunken party, right? That's the only way to right, to, to to behave, you know, wildly, right, and, and forget. Right? But nothing, no serious simcha. Right. Simcha is something which is shlemus. Of course, we have bits and pieces of simcha, little little fragments of simcha in our lives, but not the not the not the real thing. Kepasuk amarti Don't don't be frivolous like that. Elo. So I we do have simcha in our lives, right? So if it says Yisma Hashem Masav, so how right? So it's a little bit of a contradiction, right? If if the, if we're being darshaning from the pasuk that Simcha is only going to be in the future Yismach and not Samach, so then how do we have Simcha? How does how does Hashem command us with Samach to bechagecha? The Bible tells us to have Simcha. There's a mitzvah to have Simcha, right? If do it Hashem b'Simcha. So on the one hand, we, we have to have simcha. On the other hand, there, it's impossible to have simcha. How do, how, do the, how do we reconcile this? Ella. So the answer is, Those points of simcha that the Torah gives us, in Yanam, what we're doing is because we have this perfect faith, the Muna Shlema, that there will be a Yismach Hashem Masav, so we can also Moshech it. We can also access it. We can draw it in right, into our present reality, right? Because we we know that it's going to be there, and so that becomes part of our current reality, and we can have a simcha which draws on that simcha, that eternal simcha that will be. Okay. Words, if we did, what he's saying is, if we didn't have an emuna in in Amesim, <laughs> that there will be a yismach Hashem b'masav, so that we couldn't have any simcha now. Right. The, the, this world is. Is not a place of simcha. Right? However, since there is also a future world, so that future world which has simcha in it, that's going to be the source of our simcha. That can be the source of our simcha today. Okay, that's the idea here. That is limshoch. Right? That's the that's the key word here. 
to draw it, to draw it down from above, to pull it down. So now we're trying to understand how is it that we can, how, how is it possible to draw, right, to show, right, like to draw water, to draw chiyus, right, life force from the future, from the future world. Okay, so that's the next section. Hatur, okay, that's Okay, interesting idea that we should all know in any event. The Torah may be Tamlahaftarot Shal Pesach Vasukot. Meaning on the Shabbat is a Shabbos Cholamoid of of, uh, of Pesach, right? And the Shabbos Cholamoid of Sukkot. So the, the Kriya Satora for Shabbos Cholamoid of Pesach and Sukkot are identical. Exactly the uh, the same the same Kriya, right? Right. Merely halatam as it has the the whole you'd give umidos of rachamim. Okay, okay. So, but the haftoras for the Shabbos chomod of Pesach and the Shabbos chomod of Sukkot are very different. Right. So the Torah writes as follows: Shamati mi pichachamim ki tchiat ameitim atidi atidal liot benisan. Yes, Amesim is going to be a Nisan. Vinitzchat Gogu Magog B'Tishrei. And the victory over to Gogu Magog is going to be in Tishrei. Umishim Hachi, V'Nisan Maftirim Ha'atzamot Ha'yevishot. In Nisan we have the prophecy of the, uh, the dry bones, the famous prophecy of the dry bones, where the prophet Yechezkel uh, brought to life the Ha'atzamot Ha'yevishot. Right. In the Novi, Zechariah, I believe, in the Triosa. Yeah, the day of the, the day of of Gog. So that's that's so so okay. So the, the Aftoras are match the the the, the season. Right. Nisan is the season of Tchias HaMesim, and so therefore we read after it has to do with Tchias HaMesim. Tishrei is the season of the victory of Ergog. Ergog so he says, Nevuat ha'atzamot yeveshot ha'ita pam rishona shitgala bo'olam tchiat ha'metim before. That was the first time that there was such a thing as as Tchias HaMesim. Baruch Hu says, Yecheskel ha'tichyena ha'atzamot ha'ela. Will these bones come to life? So we're going to focus on Nisan. Right. Why is the appropriate Zman for Tchias HaMesim Nisan? Chodesh Nisan metsuyam b'Torah kechodesh ha'aviv. Ketuv b'parshas Kadesh v'tfilin. They said this week's parsha. V'yimur Moshe al-Ha'am z'achor et ha'yom ha'asir ha'asir yatsatem b'Mitzrayim et ha'yom atem yotzim b'chodesh ha'aviv. V'mefarish ha'amban this parsha has extra mitzvahs beyond the mitzvahs that were given to the Bnei Israel earlier, the parsha of Achodesh Elachem, the mitzvahs of Korban Pesach, and then the mitzvah of Yom Tov of the Pesach, and other mitzvahs in the Mishchul Chulachem, and a chapter later. This was, so the Ramadan says, what is this? What is this parsha? Kadesh, this is the parsha that we have in our tefillin. 
One of the parts we have in our film. One of them is We have to constantly remember there's a mitzvah to remember that this month is the month of Aviv. And we should keep the chukah, right? which is, the, first of all, the chukah of the Korban Pesach, but it really means to keep things in their seasons. Aviv is a reality. It's a term. It's a physical reality. It's a, it's it's the it's the season of the year. Right? It's the season. It's the spring, right? And so therefore, we have to make Pesach with Chodesh Aviv. Muvar bedvarav shechutz misipur yitziat mesrayim b'leila seder. Besides that mitzvah, yesh no od mitzvah miuchedet she Torah kotevet otov beot pasuk b'fnei atzmo. There's another mitzvah. Hayom atem yotzim b'chodesh Aviv. She yiskru hayom yiskru chodesh hayaviv. That's part of the mitzvah, okay? And if we, and it's another part, it's another key of a mitzvah, right? If we have to remember that this is how it happened. It happened with Cholosh Aviv. And if we forget that fact, so then we're, then we're not connecting with the, with every, all, uh, uh, important element of, of Yitzhak Mitzvah. Yesh chova lidog lekach shepesach yebizman aviv. There's an obligation to make sure the Pesach will be in the in the springtime. That's where we have the Ibra Shana. That's where we have leap years. And that's how we can help the the months, the lunar months, correspond to the seasons of the year. As we all know, right? That you have to add. We're gonna because if you don't add an extra month every few years, you're going to have right. 11 days, right? The Pesach is going to fall 11 days earlier because uh, the solar year is 365 and the lunar year is, uh, is 354, right? 11 months times, right? 12 months, excuse me, times 20 and a half, 29 and a half days, uh, which is the Molan from one, right? And which is actually happened uh, last night, the Molan happened. Okay. So anyway, so it's 29 and so anyway, it comes out to 354, right? So it's 365 minus 54 is 11. So every every year, right? If we didn't have Libra Pesach, would fall 11 days earlier in the calendar, right? So it would be, in, first it would be in the beginning of March, then in February, and then back in January, and then it would right, be in December, and, and yeah, so it wouldn't work out at all. Muvuar. Shebeparshas Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim, Hitchacha Metziyut Hanikrit Aviv. Okay. He says, but Ramosha says more than that. He says, Aviv is a spiritual concept. Okay. Whereas Aviv, you know, it has a physical, it's, it's related to the physical realities of what's happening in the, in the fields. Right? But it's something with Mitchadesh that there's a certain koach of Aviv. And that's what Akash Baruch Hu put into the world with Yetzias Mitzrayim. Right. That, that that this spirit that there should be a spiritual reality called Aviv, and that's why we have to remember it. There was, it's not the, the fact that it happened in a certain time of the year. Right, that's not the important thing. It happened at a certain time of the year, and that time of the year right, has a as a spiritual meaning. What is it? What is Aviv? What couldn't be understood 
and the way Hashem runs the world became open. It was opened up for us. Vinasa Av, right? and we're going to see the word Av is related to the word Aviv. Vinasa Av lehem Yisrael. And this became the beginning, the sort of the the the, 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 the father right, of the creation of, of, of Am Yisrael. And this happened, so, okay, now he explains, uh, I've heard it many times from Moshe, Pirish Amila Aviv, man matchil What is a spring? It's whatever was planted in the winter starts coming up. It's the beginning of the Bikur, right? Shavuos is when it when it ripens, but the beginning of when you can have the grains right, are, are beginning to happen. Right? You can see the fruit that's that's coming out of what that's sprouting out of the uh, what was planted in the winter. This is the this is the aviv. Aviv mashma o kemo av katan. Okay, so right, Moshe tells us right, again. This, this I heard many times from him. Right? Av katan. Why? Hayot ubelishon hakodesh hachpalat hadavar mishameshet lehaktana. Right. In other words, by doubling the word aviv, so av making it aviv, so the mashma that you're making it smaller. Ledugma atzitz eitz katan. What is an atzitz? Eitz katan. Elil. We say elilim achirim for God of gods. Haktana shalamusakel. You, you you make it smaller. Bizman ha'aviv matchil koach ha'leida shel ha'av lihit galot. This is the time when the power of what the what the, what the father is going to is is, is got, comes to be revealed. Hashem hazra'im matchilim atzeit lor. So b'tziat mesrayim ha'itchadesh inyan ha'aviv hashachlan adakat olam. That's when it became, right? That's the, the union of Aviv, of how Hakadosh Baruch Hu runs the world. Kishem shekomasha hayazarua matchil asot perot, just like everything that was planted begins to produce its fruit. Kachachana shenesta adko, that preparation which was done until now. Mizman haavot coming going back to the times of Avraham Avinu. Yotzet lepoal b'tziat Yisrael Ram. That's going to come out. Whereas the Kodesh Baruch Hu, right, the, the winter was the period of the Avos. That was the preparation, right? And the seeds were in the ground. And the seeds, uh, I don't know what the right word to use is. They, they germinated. They became, right, they became alive, and they started sprouting, right? But the gilui of what's what, what's what that's all supposed to look like only happened in. Right, when with Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim. Gilu yizeh shol chodesh aviv lakuach me'olam shol tchilat ha'metim. And now, right, this is connected to tchilat ha'metim. Okay? So, kerem k'mosh yivuar, which we're not going to get to tonight. Okay, so, but B'kitzur, what we've seen so far is that we've discussed the the idea of, uh, the, the first thing that we discussed today was the idea of the mechitza, and now we've been discussing the idea that Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim, the Chodosh Aviv, that's the beginning of the Giloi of how Kodesh Baruch Hu is going to create the world. And we see the, let's call it the trajectory of Am Yisrael begins. So it first comes into, well, we first 
comes into play. It comes into kind of the beginning of what's the or the the forerunner, the foreshadowing, the forerunner of what's going to happen is beginning right now. You begin you begin to see the first uh, first growth, uh, first kernels of the uh, which are coming into existence. They're, they're not ripe yet. They're not ready for harvesting, but you can begin to see what's happening. And this is going to continue, continue, and the, and the ultimate growth, uh, the ultimate completion of the growth, is not going to happen until the end of days when we'll have a tchias amazing. Okay, we'll stop here for today, and uh, yeah, and I think that uh, we certainly got a new perspective on things. Um, okay, and uh, it's a shame we'll, we'll try. Yeah, ho- hopefully, uh, we should be able to finish next next week. Praise the Sefer. And as I said last time, I do want to re- go back to the beginning of the Sefer and review the first three Shurim, which are the kind of introduction and and again uh, showing how all of the Yud Gimel Ikram are related to, to Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim. And it'll certainly be fitting for us as we approach Pesach and start thinking about Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim. Okay, uh, my friends, thank you for joining. And uh, it's always a pleasure. And yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. month. Chodesh Shvat. is a great month. That's when everything uh, starts growing. Right. That's when the blossoms come out. That's when the... Uh, the uh, I have to report that the Shkediyan uh, in the Yeshiva's courtyard has not yet blossomed. But we're waiting patiently. and Hopefully another week or two we'll begin to see the blood. Okay. It's just one other thing. It says in, in uh, right, that it was in Rosh Chodesh Shvat that, that Moshe Rabbeinu began to uh, say for Dvorim. Right? Say for Dvorim, right? it says uh, in the 11th month, which is Chodesh Shvat, so the whole beer of Torah Shabbat is related to Chodesh Shvat. And uh, therefore, Somebody who immerses himself in Torah Shabbat will be zochet to have a true limud so Make let's make good use of our time. Okay, call two everybody. Meanwhile.